Cena's Corner. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Cena's Corner. I am your host, David McClam. I hope you guys are all doing well during this time of uncertainty. Just want to let everybody know there's no need to panic. I know this is very, very unusual, especially if you live in the United States. We've never been through anything like this before. I just want to remind you we can all get through this together. Please stay in your home as much as you possibly can. If you can't work from home, please do that. The only way we're going to stop this spread of the virus is if we practice social distancing. And I understand how awkward that is. I was in the store yesterday, and, you know, people was moving, moving away from me like that. I had a uh, little disease. And the guy talked to me, and he's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I totally understand it. But it's not like us in America that have to be that far away from each other. So hopefully this is over real soon. So while we all are at home and we're uh, self-quarantining ourselves or we're up under an order like we are in California to only go out for the essentials, that gives us a little bit more time to do things like spend time with our families, our friends, and shoot episodes of podcasts. So as I promised... My first episode of Cena's Corner was going to be how to start a podcast, what equipment you would need or would like to get, and what you can use now if you just wanted to get by with something, if you just want to get started. Now, my goal with this is because if you guys are listening here because you came from Cena's Corner when I did YouTube, YouTube and podcasting is two whole different things. The way that things are monetized is differently. Uh, the equipment that you may need could be the same if you're already set up. But, you know, you do need things like now you need a, a podcast hosting service um, for you to be able to host your stuff. So we're going to talk all about that today. The other reason I decided to do this, too, is because I've watched a lot of videos on how to start podcasting. And some of those, they really irritate me because I feel like they tell you to do what's good for now. And they're not speaking to people that actually may have the means to do this right the first time or to people that don't quite know if they want to do a podcast for an extended amount of time. So I'm going to talk to you today from both of those angles, whether you're real serious about doing that or if you're just going to be trying something out and don't know if you're going to stick with it. So let's jump into that. So all of the equipment I'm going, to, I'm going to list to you right now is either equipment that I have used or that my partner, who is my oldest daughter, Geneva, has used over at my other podcast, which is A Day With Crime. I don't believe in telling you guys to go use something and we have never used it ourselves and so that's why I wanted to make sure that all of the things I'm talking about, we've used, we've had experience with, and we can tell you the best way to go. You also will, will notice, I'm going to be upfront and transparent, that um, the prices I will give you, because I will give you some prices, and the place I'm going to tell you to go buy this from is Sweetwater. Now, I'm going to tell you that I have no affiliate with Sweetwater.com as far as them hosting, or not hosting, I'm sorry, as far as them sponsoring my podcast. They do not sponsor me. They are not paying me for this. This is just where I have bought my gear from for podcasting. And uh, I have a, they assign you a person. My person over there is Max. Max has been extremely extraordinary with me. And this is where I do my business. There's actually other places where you can go. But I will be referencing Sweetwater. 
And I do encourage you guys to go there and give them a shot. I'm sure you guys will be treated very well as I have. So let's talk about first, what is a podcast? Do you have what it takes to start a podcast? Can anybody start a podcast? The answer to all of those questions is, yeah. If you have something to talk about, if you have something you think the world will be interested in, or if you just want to vent, this is what podcasting is really made of. If you look at your podcast app, regardless of which one you use, you will see that there is at least one podcast for about every topic you can think of. And in my other genre that we shoot on, which is the true crime genre, that genre has exploded in the last two and a half years since me and my daughter has been doing that. And this podcast right here is more of a variety type podcast. So on here, we're just going to talk about some of everything. Uh, if, I, if there's something I saw on the news I think you're interested in, we're going to talk about that. So I don't have any parameters on this podcast as far as a genre is. There's a lot of those. We call those variety podcasts. So if you just have something you want to talk about, you can start a podcast. Now the question becomes, how do I start a podcast? Is it as simple as people make it out to be? Well, yes and no. Let's talk about the equipment that you would have to use to do a podcast and where I feel that telling you this first one that everybody hones on is kind of wrong. So the first one you will hear is, well, you can start a podcast right on your phone. This is 100% true. You can start your, pa- your podcast right from your cell phone. However, there was some things that goes into that that maybe is not as good. So let's talk about that. Sound quality. Your sound quality is what you want to be the best that you can make it. So you may go over or go through some equipment changes because your sound may not be to where you want your sound to be at that point. By using it on a cell phone, regardless of what kind of phone you have, whether that's Android, whether that's an iPhone, by Apple, the microphones on there is not 100% good. Okay, so they sound good when you make a call, but you'll be able to hear the difference when you get into your podcast. You know, it's not a lot of help unless you know how to edit your podcast on what they call a DAW, which is a digital audio workstation, which we'll talk a little bit about those and which one I use a little bit later on. But if you have no idea on how to do that or how to get it from point A to point B, you need somebody to help you with that. So you can start this on a phone. Now, let's say that you just want to give it a shot and you want to start this on your phone and you want to get the best quality that you can, then I'm going to refer you over to Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is also a podcasting host. However, they have built a platform over there that's not only free, but it also gives you an application for your phones and an app for your computer so that you can shoot directly into your phone, into the Anchor app, and everything that you need is already there. Now, they have some things built into the Anchor app that would make your phone call or that would make your phone microphone sound a lot better than what it already does, but you are still on your phone. Keep that in mind. But if you just want to give it a shot, you just want to try it out, you're not sure you're going to stick with it, I would say go ahead, start with your phone, and then if you find out that you like it, now you may decide that you want to, okay, go full bore with this. You want to upgrade some of your equipment. What do I do next? 
So where I should have started was this. The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to look for a podcast host that you're going to like if you know you're going to do this. That is the actual first literal piece of your podcast. Without them, you cannot produce your podcast anywhere. Now, let me kind of take that back because I know there's some people out there that's tech savvy and they're saying, hey, but I own my own website. I could produce it here. That is very true. But let's look at how much money that that will cost you down the line. So if you're already, if you already have a website, you're paying somebody, say like GoDaddy, money to host that website for you. In that website package, though, you only have so much bandwidth that you can, that you can use. Now, bandwidth controls uh, uploads, downloads, you know, people coming into your site. And so if they're going to download a podcast episode, because all your podcast episodes has to be downloaded from the site to some kind of client, that ups your bandwidth. So let's say you get, you get a, a podcast. It's very, very popular. And let's just say you're averaging 1,000 downloads a week. That's a lot of money. Depending on how your bandwidth with your provider is set up and how much money that they charge you by however much, about however they do it, that could be $500, that could be a couple thousand dollars, it could run into the thousands. So you have to get yourself a podcast host where all they do is host your podcast and yes, sometimes that there is a fee. So let's go back to the free service again, Anchor. Anchor is actually where this podcast is hosted from. So we're, hold, we're trying Anchor out. I've heard some good things about Anchor. And if Anchor is everything is meant to be, then I will probably end up at some point switching over my other podcast, A Day With Crime, to Anchor. But the one thing I would be transparent with you about is sometimes I'm very skeptical about things that are free and if they really are free. Now, according to Anchor CEO, Anchor is 100% free. There is no, you know, red tape to that. There is no if, ands, and buts. They believe that podcast hosting should always be free because of the amount of money that it costs now for cloud storage. Cloud storage is no longer as expensive as it once was, and it's definitely not as expensive as if you had a whole entire room full of computers and hard drives that had to host all that stuff. But there have been some controversy about Anchor. There have been questions over if Anchor owns your content, if you still own your own content. Since it's free, does Anchor have the right to boot you off of their platform? Can they prioritize your, your podcast a certain way because you're not paying for anything? And out of all the things I've researched and I've read, none of those things are true. You do still own your intellectual property. You can move it wherever you want to move it. So they don't own any of that. They do own the rights to Anchor itself. So if you had anything to do with them directly, that they would own. They have sworn they will not kick you off because you're not paying any money because that's not what they're about. And I did note, and I always take uh, stock in who is backing them up. Do they have any big names? Do they have any big podcasts out there? And, you know, App, Apple App Store, Google Play, Google Design, Anchor Sponsorships, Fast Company. These are just a few of the companies that has completely backed up Anchor and given them five stars. So Anchor would be probably 
One of the ways to go if you want to just give this a shot and you don't want to spend any money at all and you want to try it out. Now, according to them, the one thing that I, which we're talking about the other one that I do pay for is into is, do I have the right to monetize? And we're going to get into that a little bit later. And do I have uh, the right to distribute my podcast everywhere? And am I going to get some analytics with that? And analytics is important because I want to know who's listening to my podcast. How many countries listen to my podcast? Is there more women or men listen to my podcast or men versus women? These are things that as a podcast host, you do want to know because it helps you to uh, know what you're, who you're talking to and how and what uh, content you want to shoot. So according to Anchor for free, we get straightforward analytics. So they're saying completely unlimited free. We're going to give you straightforward analytics so you're always going to know exactly what you need to know. They also say that the stats are very convenient and they're easy to read and you have the right to connect some of your social platforms to that. So the other side of that is monetization. They do also offer anchor sponsorships themselves, which sometimes is paramount to hit that. But like I monetize with Podcorn right now. So I'm able to bring anything I want to shoot for Podcorn over here and continue to monetize my podcast. The other one is, I said, was distribution. Do I have the right to send it anywhere? Or is it going to be a lot of red tape? Now, understand that the way some of these hosts used to work is that you had to go to each individual place and sign your podcast up. So what I mean by that is, if you want your podcast to show up on Apple Podcasts, for instance, you'd have to go through this sign-up process. They would give you a website you'd have to go to, you have to sign in, and you have to do this to every site you want your stuff distributed to, whether it's Apple, whether it's Google, whether it's Spotify. You had to go to each site, sign up each time, direct your RSS feed to each one, for them to pick it up. Well, Anchor is telling you we don't need to do that because you have one-click distribution. So that means that if you want them to, with just one click of a button, they will automatically send your podcast and register it with every single podcast service that is out there. And there is a lot. There is Google. There is Apple. There is Spotify. There is iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Some of these guys do have parameters. Like I know iHeartRadio, I think you had to be in your current podcast for like three months before they would take you on. But they will handle all of that for you over at Anchor. Now, I said I'll talk to you about the one that I use that we do pay for. And this is where my other podcast, A Day With Crime, is hosted on. Now, I knew about A Day With Crime before I knew about Anchor. I was doing my research two and a half years ago because there was a lot of different things being said about different podcasting host companies. And back in two and a half years ago, a lot of these companies was going down or they were no longer around anymore. So then it started coming out that you really wanted to make sure that you were dealing with a company that you knew that was going to be around for a while. So then you start to narrow those down. And so Lipson became one. There's also Buzzsprout and there's also Spreaker. Um, these are just to name some of the top three. So these are the three I looked at. 
And I ended up going with Lipson, a lot of it due to because of price. And also, um, what am I going to get for the price in which I'm paying? And is there any type of trial that I can try out to let me know if I like being here? So we settled on Lipson because all of that was yes. So they gave us, I think it was a three-month free trial. And we came over and tried it for that. And then after the three-month free trial, we went and looked into their plans that they had. So right now, our current plan is 20 bucks a month, and that gives us 400 gigs of space. Now, if you want to kind of know how much space that that is, 400 gigs of space actually uh, allows me to shoot, I think it's four one-hour podcasts a month. And I think I said gigs, I meant 400 megabytes of space. So 400 megabytes of space, it gives me uh, four one-hour podcast episodes a month, which means that for me, that's perfect, right? Because of the fact that I only shoot once a month or once a week over there, and we only have four episodes a month. That's perfect. Now, if we do go a little bit longer, which we have tended to, because in true crime cases, sometimes uh, it's about a two-hour episode, it would only cost me like another 10 bucks to, to go up. So if I went up to their next tier, which would be 30 bucks a month, it gives me 400 megabytes, plus they're going to give me an extra 200. So I have 600 megabytes that I can burn through in a month. Now, unless they've changed, folks, nobody else was giving me this kind of space for my podcast other than Lipson at this price. So that's where, for me, price came into it because nobody else was giving me 400 megabytes at 20 bucks. Everybody else was 400 megabytes, sometimes starting at 40 or 50 bucks, or some people was just selling $100 for it. So that's one reason how to try this. We gave it the 30-day free trial. We love them. All of the analytics, spot on. Okay, so I can tell you when each of my episodes is released. I can tell you how many times it's been uploaded or, down, or I'm sorry, downloaded. I can tell you how many people listen to it in a given month. I can tell you what continents that's listening to us or what countries is listening to us on. Uh, and then I can also tell you what device that that was on by the service that they use, right? So was it Apple? Was it Spotify? Was it Chrome? Was it iHeartRadio? And then it gives me stats for each of those across the board. So I know where my audience is. I know who's listening to us the most. I know what country's listening to us. And then it also gives me a snapshot of how many podcast downloads I've had for that particular month. And this lets me know if I have any fall off, uh, if I had to take any hiatuses, if that hurt me, uh, if maybe the content is not as interesting as they want it to be, things of that nature. So this is why you need to have a host that does that. So you have two of them. Lipson, said, Lipson definitely does it. It costs me 20 bucks a month right now. I do know that at this point, Lipson is offering uh, as low as $5 a month right now, but understand this could be a very limited amount of space. They will give you a very uh, a free trial of Lipson. So I will go and give Lipson a shot and also go ahead and give Anchor a shot. Anchor is absolutely free. If you like Anchor to death and it's doing what you want it to do, then you, by all means, you will be able to go ahead and stay there. If you like Lipson, then you can automatically come over to here. 
$5 a month at Lipson would get you uh, 50 megabytes. $7 a month to get you uh, 50 megabytes plus the stats. So if you know you're not going to do this very long, if you just want to um, try it out, that 50 plus stats at 7 bucks a month, you can't beat that. However, if they do give you that free trial, the free trial will be for any tier that you want to try out. So I will go ahead and try that 400 megabyte one, that one that we have, just so that you can play around with it and you have the space and you know exactly where you want to go. Again, just to be transparent, I am not getting sponsored by Anchor or sponsored by Lipson for this at all. So the critiques that I'm giving you is 100% my own, and I just want to let you guys know what's out there. Now, let's talk about equipment. Equipment would be your biggest thing. So we've already talked about the phone and how that works. Now, there is various different microphones that you can plug into the bottom of your phone, depending on what phone it is that you have. There's also ways, especially with iPhone, not 100% sure about Android, but I'm sure that there is, that with the lightning port at the end of that, you can run a microphone through it. However, certain things will be limited. Like, for instance, if you're going to use Skype because you want to shoot a podcast with someone else, in the mobile version of Skype, you cannot change what microphone is being used. So you're hoping that it just picks up through your phone, the microphone that's being used, and so on and so forth. If you're going to use an iPad, you have a little bit more flexibility with that, but still is a mobile device, so you still have limitations in mobile Skype with what you would be able to use. So your best thing is that at least one person, if you're doing a multiple-person podcast, should have some type of computer whether that is a MacBook, whether that is a, um, a PC, whatever it is that you want to use. I would not say Chromebook because Chromebook doesn't react a lot of the ways that a PC or a Mac does. And a lot of these programs will not be built for it because of the nature of how a Chromebook works. Okay, so we start off with equipment. I'm going to start you out with what I consider to be the least expensive. And then we're going to go up to the more expensive and even if some of these numbers don't seem the least expensive to you, trust me, it is. And I'll give you that sometimes these things go on sale. So let's start off with microphones and USB interfaces. So for one, if you have a MacBook or a PC, you have basically microphones that's built into that. You're not going to really want to use those because the fact that the quality of those microphones are not good. So if you're going to be editing your own podcast, or if uh, that's, that's cool. If you're going to be editing your own podcast, then you have all the time in the world to do it. If you're going to hire somebody else to do it, though, then that's going to cost you money. And the worse your microphones are, the more editing that has to be done, which means the more expensive that it will become. So out the gate, if you're going to do this for a while and you want to have decent sound quality, I'm going to tell you, that you're going to need to get yourself a decent microphone. So let's start with what we consider to be the cheapest microphones that you can buy that still may sound pretty decent. So those are going to be what we call your blue mics. Now, the blue, the Snowball Blue, the Yeti, um, Geneva, my partner, who's also my daughter, she right now currently uses the, uh, the Snowball Blue mic. It is a USB microphone, and she's going to be changing it up pretty soon. But here is the pros and kind of cons of using a USB mic. A lot of YouTubers swear by the blue mics. They've been around for a long period of time. They're very inexpensive. 
like the you can buy the snowball blue or the snowball black starting at $50. They sound pretty good for what they are, but they're USB. USB really was never built to have sound waves go across it the way that we're using these in this microphone. So even though it may sound good, it won't be as crisp if you're using what we call a standard XLR microphone. An XLR microphone you're used to, if you've been to any concert, if you've been in the recording studio, if you use a microphone yourself, it has a cord that runs out of the bottom of that that plugs in. It has three uh, round holes on it. That is what they call an XLR microphone. Every concert you've ever been to, that's what they use. It is the clearest form of microphone that you can get. Matter of fact, I'm talking to you now through an XLR microphone. So to start out, though, a lot of people go with the blue mics. And then if you go and watch a lot of YouTube videos, you see over time, they start upgrading your microphones. So my suggestion to that is you can go with something like the Snowball Blue or the Snowball Black. That'll run you about $50 right now. But if you want to step your game up just a little bit, you could also go with the Blue Yeti. The Blue Yeti, actually, if you get the Blue Yeti Pro, it will have an actual XLR port at the bottom of that. So you have an option of running that USB, or you can run it XLR. Now, here's the other downfall of the Blue Yeti and the Blue Mic itself. They are condenser microphones. So to put that to you in layman's terms, a condenser microphone will pick up every single thing that is around you. If you have a noisy house, if you have a room that's very echoey, if you have kids that's always screaming, if you have dogs that's always barking, that will pick up everything around you because it is a condenser microphone. Even if you get, I believe that the blue Yeti that has the XLR port it's still a condenser microphone, but they do put other features in there to cut that down. What I'm using, and then other mics we'll talk about, will be dynamic microphones. Dynamic microphones will only pick up what's in front of it, so you would have to talk directly into it for it to necessarily pick up everything around you. However, if the noise is loud enough, any microphone is going to pick it up. But I have ran air conditioners and swamp coolers at full blast while I'm shooting a podcast and you never ever hear it pick up in my microphone because it's dynamic and I have to speak directly into that and it automatically cancels out all the noise that you would hear on the side. Also, the condenser microphone may not have enough power to be able to power itself if you're going to run it through like an XLR cable or something more powerful. So then you'd have to buy an interface that has what they call um, phantom power. Now, phantom power adds more power to that microphone that goes up to like 40 hertz and above, so that is able to pick that mic up. Without phantom power, that mic would then be underpowered, and you would not be able to use it. So that is the things to consider if you're going to look at to buying the blue microphone or the blue Yeti. Now, a microphone on top of that, if you want to go a little bit higher, so we went from the Snowball Blue and Black at 50 bucks to their more professional end of mic, which is the Blue Yeti, which is $126.99. So now we'll talk to you about the microphones I know the best. I've used these for years. They have been a mainstay, and they are the Shure line. So right now, the mic that I'm using is the Shure SM58 wireless mic. I also have used the Shure SM58 wired mic. They call the Cardioid Dynamic Vocal Microphone. And this is the one that my daughter will be switching to. 
Now, you have more knowledge of the Shure SM58s than you know about because every concert you've been to, these are the microphones in which they use. These microphones have been around for centuries, and everybody loves them because they can be used for a multitude of different things. So one, they can be used for singing. They can be used when I'm doing now. Podcasts is just basically talking. It's really good. It's really rich in the tones. Your voice is accurate to the point to where it should be. And every band that you know and heard and recorded has used a Shure SM58. Now, Shure has come with another line called the Shure SM7B, which is made a little bit more for podcasting, even looks more like a podcasting mic. But the difference in between the two is not enough for me to switch from my SM58. I personally think the Shure SM58 still sounds a little bit better and a little bit brighter than the Shure SM. 7B. So that would be something for you to get your hands on and decide which one you think would be better for you. Now, the price on these things, even though they are very, very, very popular, the Shure SM58 has been around for years in the mainstay. You would think that this would be the microphone that will cost you a ton of money. Well, you can pick up a Shure SM58 corded, so you have to run the cord through it. Straight XLR as dynamic as we had just discussed. This microphone will cost you $99 over at Sweetwater. Uh, so right now they say that's a savings of $25 because they, the MSRP, what the manufacturer suggests that they ask for it is $124. But everywhere that I've went, they've got them for $99. So if you're serious about this, for $100, you can pick yourself up a very good microphone that will stand the test of time and unless you just want to, you're not going to have to change that mic out. This has been the mic I've used for years. I used to be a DJ. I've used the Shure SM58s from that. I'm a musician. I've been in bands. I've used the Shure SM58s for, for those. So I've had a long history with these. Now, if you just say you have some money to, to, to burn or you want to get as professional looking as possible, you can look into the, uh, the Shure SM7B which is going to run you about $399 uh, just for that microphone. And again, like I said, I don't think that it sounds a whole lot better than the one I have now. Uh, sure, it's 360-degree turns and all kinds of stuff, but just in my personal opinion, um, I don't see where it sounds better. I think mine sounds better in a lot of other things. When it comes to microphones, they're offering you things like cloud lifters. Now, what that does is it makes your, your voice sound more richer, more dynamic. A lot of people say you need these things. And for some things, you may need to pick up um, a cloud lifter if you want the clearest possible sound that you can get. So the cloud lifter will provide a 25 dB of gain. So to make your microphone a little bit louder, bring the richness out in your voice. So depending on what USB interface that you would get, you would consider if you want to do a cloud lifter. And we're going to talk about those next, and then you'll get an idea of what we're using, what we have used, and why we did the switch. Um, not to cut anybody out, Rode also makes a whole lot of mics. You guys probably know them the best. Rode has been around for a long, long, long period of time. They are an Australian company, and they do make 
some dynamic equipment, everything from microphones over to interfaces. So they do have a whole host of microphones that you can get. Now, they've made one specifically just for podcasting, and it is called the Rode Pod Mic. Uh, and all of the reviews I've heard on that says that it's pretty good. And, of course, because it's Rode, right? Uh, Rode has never made anything that I know of that anybody has really come back and said that it was it was bad. But then, of course, you're getting into that name, which means you're getting into that price. So a Rode Podcaster microphone, uh, which is a USB microphone in this, in this right, starts at about $229. Now, they have a bunch of the other ones like the Rode, um, the Rode Pro, I think it's called, and some other ones. But like I said, I think for starting out and maybe keeping it for a long period of time, you might do better with just going with an SM, a Shure SM58 at the price tag. All right, so then it leads us to kind of the last part of this, which is the USB interfaces that you're going to need to get. What a USB interface does is it plugs into your computer, which is why one person in your podcast at least needs to have a computer. If both persons can have one of you doing a multiple one, or all three, or how many people you got, if they each can have a computer and they can buy each one buy one of these interfaces, it would make your podcast sound better and brighter and just all a ton across the board professional. So the first one I started using was the Focusrite Scarlett 2i2, and it was the second generation that I had got at the time. Right now they have the third generation out. The third generation just has, I think, a couple of more buttons. Like they have one that said air on it and things of that nature. Mine was just a straight shooting one, which was fine. So it comes with two microphone inputs. Now, what that means for you is if you do have a double podcast, you got somebody you want to invite over, uh, then you have a pod, you have an extra XLR port to plug an extra mic in. So that's always good. You have two microphones. Each microphone has its own gain. Now, what gain is is how loud you want the microphone to be and how long you want it to be transmitted. One thing I like about the Focusrite is it does have a color ring. If you're talking into it and it is green, then that means that you are within the limits. If you're talking to it and it is red, that means that you are too loud, you are peaking, and you need to turn that down or you're clipping, and you need to turn that down because if you continue to just leave it that high, when you get your final product, it's going to be loud and distorted. So the Focusrite... 2i2, uh, back when they made the, the uh, Generation 2, now they only have the Generation 3, it's a very good interface. Uh, it did its job. It did what it was supposed to do. I had no problems with it. There is no onboard processing, which means that if you needed to add things uh, like a gate and things of that nature, condensers, things like that, then you'd have to do that in post-production when you go to use a digital audio workstation to do that. Otherwise, it's very good. And right now, you can pick up one of those at $159.99. So if you are going to use like that Shure SM58 mic that we talked about, you will need to have something like the Focusrite Scarlett 2i2 because that's what's going to run the XLR through that box. And then that box is going to have a USB plug-in that goes into your computer. And that's how everything is going to connect then you just tell the, pro the program you're going to be using what you're going to be using or you go into like your settings and change that you want to use your focus right as your input and output and it's already done. Okay, so again, if you're going to use the Shure SM58 mics that we talked about or any XLR mic, you will need something like the Scarlett Focusrite 2i2. 
That was going for $159.99. The second one that I ended up using was the Steinberg UR22C USB audio interface. Now, you may be asking if I say that the focus rate is so good, why did I switch? Well, because my daughter needed one, so I told her I would send her my focus right and that I would get the Steinberg. Now, the reason why I like the Steinberg is because it is the first audio interface that I have seen right now that functions completely off of USB-C. Now, I run all my stuff off of a MacBook. My MacBook was bought in 2017, 2018. So back then, they had all switched over to USB-C ports. Well, everything needs an adapter, right? So I had to run an adapter to run a USB interface into it, which is what I had to do for my Focusrite 2i2. When I got the Steinberg, to my surprise, the Steinberg was USB-C on board. Now, because of the fact that they know that a lot of people is not running USB-C 100%, the cable that they do give you is a USB-C to USB adapter. So the USB will go into one end, and of course, the USB-C will go into the back of the Steinberg. Being that I own so much Mac stuff, I already had extra USB-C cables, so I use that directly. Now, what does that do? USB-C is faster than USB-3 completely. So the processing in this box for Steinberg is going to be a lot better and faster if you're able to run that USB-C directly. It will still be a little bit faster if you're using the USB-C and have to use the USB end to plug into the computer. But USB-C is the wave of the future. This is what all computers are going to start having down the line. And so I was glad with the Steinberg UR22C that it was good. Some of the processing on the Steinberg, I think, was a little bit better than what the Focusrite was. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, for one, is USB-C. Uh, it did has a Class A and D pre-microphone preamps in there. So there's very good preamps in there, 48 volt phantom power if you need it. But of course, with the microphones that I'm using, I did not need that. So your second option, depending on the price tag you wanna go from least to expensive, would be your Steinberg UR22. Again, this one does two microphones. Uh, so you can have a double person podcast if you wish from that. It does give you headphone uh, mix and then it gives you a main mix. Now, what I like about this one from, from the Focusrite is with the Focusrite 2i2, you just had the option of hearing everything. Okay, so when you plug your headphones in, which is good, you're monitoring it so you can hear everything. With the Steinberg UR22, it gives me an option if I want to hear all mix or if I want to hear something that's coming out of my digital audio workstation. So let's say that I'm recording a podcast directly into my digital audio workstation and I want to do it live. In other words, I want to hear my intro music, my outro music, and all that live. I can turn this knob to where I hear half of the mix coming in through the Steinberg, and I can hear the other half would be the mix coming in from my DAW, so I'm able to hear all that live and react to it. The Focusrite 2i2 uh, does not give you that option, and I did like that option on the Steinberg. So for that... If you want to go to Steinberg, that's $189.99 over at Sweetwater. So that's about a $30 difference in between the Focusrite 2i2 
and the Steinberg, you are a 22. Okay, so then with us, we knew that we were going to be doing this for a long period of time. And so I was looking for a solution of what I can do this all in one. And there was one that was called the Tascam that I thought would answer that question because it was supposedly built for podcast uh, hosts. It has certain things built into it that other ones did not. Like it has sound pads so I can play different sounds if I needed to and things of that nature. But when we got it, I found out that after I finally broke down and bought it, that one at the time was roughly, I, I saw that they, Sweetwater had discounted them like very, very, very cheap. I think I paid like 89 bucks a piece. So I was like, cool, we're going to buy one of these for me and for Geneva, and we're going to just deal with that. Bought them, I ended up sending them back because of the fact that the way that it was built, when I recorded on USB, it picked up my track and Geneva's track, even though I'm shooting multiple tracks. So it turns out that I guess Tascam wasn't very happy with it either, so they completely discontinued it. So we were back to just using the Focusrite 2i2 and the Steinberg, and still I'm looking for something that's going to integrate everything and give me everything I would ever need for a podcast so I would never, ever, ever have to upgrade my board again. So this segment, this part right here, what I'm going to tell you that you should go out and get is if you know you're going to be doing podcasting for a while, you're serious about it. You want the best equipment that you can get out there right now or when you decide to upgrade and that you want to pay a price to make sure that you never, ever, ever have to upgrade your soundboard again because you're going to get good quality and the company's going to make sure it stays that way. So for you, then you want to go with what I'm currently using right now and it's called the Rodecaster Pro. Now, before I get into all of the price tag, I want to point out to you why this works and why I tell you that this is the first time and the last time you're going to spend this money and that you should never, ever, ever have to upgrade again. The Rodecaster Pro was made by Rode. Now, we just talked about them because Rode is popular for their microphones. Rode set out to make a standalone recording studio for podcasts. Now, the one thing you're going to hear some people say who are musicians like me is that the downfall of the Rodecaster Pro is that it has no quarter-inch jacks. And what that means is sometimes you can run, you know, like guitar boxes and things of that nature has quarter-inch jacks that you can just plug into the socket. Now, Focusrite 2i2 and Steinberg does have these quarter-inch jacks. But I disagree with them because that's not what the Rode Podcaster was for. The Focusrite, the Focusrite uh, 2i2 or the Scarlett and the Steinberg were made originally for musicians. That's why it has those quarter-inch plugs there. That's why they have more things that's geared more towards a musician. It even tells you in the description that it has two mic line instrument inputs. So the Focusrite and the Steinberg was built, first of all, with the musician in mind, not necessarily with a podcaster in mind. Now, it does work if you're going to use it for an interface for a microphone, 
but it won't have all of the other features I'm going to tell you about that you will find yourself having to upgrade to later in life if you decide to go this route. The Rodecaster comes stock with four different microphone inputs. So that means I can run four XLR mics directly into the Rodecaster. Now, if you're looking at price-wise, before we get into that, I want you to keep this in mind. To do this before, it was a lot of wires and a lot of boxes and a lot of cabling to be able to run and connect four different microphones all at one time into one computer to go to a podcast. You also have four separate headphone jacks. Again, that's a beauty. You'd have to go buy a headphone jack connector box to run four different headphones in there. Nothing has ever been built where this all came housed together. So let's say you bought like a Focusrite 2i2 that cost you $159, but then you decide that you want to run four podcasts. Depending on the box, that can cost you another $1-$200, maybe a little bit less, to be able to run those four microphones. Then they give us a jack back here just for a phone. That's priceless. That means if I want to take a phone call interview, I can just jack my, my iPod or I'm sorry, my iPhone into the back of my Rodecaster and I have an individual switch on my, uh, on my faders just for the phone. Now I'm taking a phone call. Without that feature, you have to buy a separate protocol and it was not easy to be able to hook up a phone call from somebody on your podcast without having a lot of equipment. It also has monitor out. So that means if you want to run a separate set of speakers out so you can monitor it, you can hear your end and you can hear the other end of the conversation. The most beautiful thing about this is it also runs on a mini SD card, on a micro SD card. What that means is I can take my Rodecaster Pro Me anywhere, a couple of microphones, and I can set up a podcast in the middle of McDonald's if I wanted to, because all of my stuff would be recorded directly to that card. So if you don't have a computer, you don't need one. All you got to do is, is, is record it right to this SD card. And if you like the way that it sounded it came out, they have ways where you can transfer that right up to YouTube or right up to wherever you're going to go. You don't even have to put it into a computer to do that. And it does run off of USB-C as well. Next to that, you have, so I just told you about the four microphones that I can run. But however, if I really wanted to, I could run seven people at one time doing a podcast on this one board. So you have the microphones, that's four. You have the USB channel. So that means if you are talking to somebody, you want to bring them in through Skype, that is the USB channel that runs through your computer. We've talked about the iPhone or Android phone port that you can run your phone through. Then there is also a, um, a Bluetooth connection. So if I'm running one phone call on the phone port, I have another phone, I can run another phone through Bluetooth, and now I have two phone conversations going on at one time. Seven people, one device, when you would take a multitude of equipment, a multitude of cabling I don't have time to get into today, 
that you would have to have to be able to reduplicate this on its own. Then you have eight different sound paths that's interchangeable. So what that is, is let's say you have an introduction. You can be quartered to the sound pad and you just hit a pad and it plays the introduction. You can put anything in there you want to. If you, have, if you already previously recorded an interview, you can put that on your sound pad, hit the sound pad, it's all going through the production. The other thing about it is it has Apex processing on board. So it gives you a, a, a compressor built in. It has a noise gate that's built in right from here. You also can do what they call Big Bottom, which Big Bottom is like when you get that nice uh, sound that you get from a studio. Well, it has that too. Uh, it has voice. So you can set up if your voice is strong or, or low, that enables the compressor to do whatever it needs to do to apply that um, properly. It has a de built in. So you can turn that on so that the hard S's doesn't come through as much. Also, it has an oral exciter. And what that does is add a little bit more brightness to the voice. All that is built directly in. So if you don't have any knowledge of how to edit a podcast, you don't really need to, especially if you're shooting by yourself, because all of those effects is what you usually will apply off, you know, if you're doing post-processing, that's already done for you. So with all I just told you, let's talk about the price. Let's say you're that person that's serious about doing a podcast. You want to get the best microphones out there that you want to get. You want to get the best board out there that you know that you're never going to have to ever, 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 ever change. Here's my suggestion for you. And before I start, I forgot to tell you that those sound banks I told you about, Rode has built in where you can have eight different sound banks. So if you're shooting more than one podcast at any given time, you don't have to erase the sounds off of your previous one because you have eight banks you can play with. Okay, so back to what I was saying. If you are that person, you want to get started, you have a minimal amount of cash, you don't want to pay it all up at once, I have a solution for you for that. But let's just say I want you to get started right. If you are not serious, then I'm going to go back and say, if you're just trying this out, please just use your phone before you go spend money so you know what it's like. Shoot about five or ten episodes and before you decide that you like the podcast. After ten episodes, you should know for sure if this is something that you want to continue to do, then you should look into moving your equipment up. If you're just not serious, go with the phone. If you think you're semi-serious, but you don't know if you're going to do this one month or one year, hey, but you want decent sounding equipment, I'm going to tell you to go with the Focusrite Scarlett 2i2 or go with the Steinberg UR22C. Both of those will handle your microphones just fine. It will give you decent quality into your, into your podcast, and they are sellable. So if you decide you go up to the next, to the next uh, best option that I'm giving you, that I just gave you with the Rodecaster, these can be sold or you can keep them around if you just need something portable to carry around somewhere that you think you might need it. But at $159 and $189, that's not a whole ton of money. So you just over two, so about $250, maybe $280, bucks, depending on which one you're going. So we're talking between, let's just say between $260 and $300, depending on which one of these you go with and with the microphone. And I forgot to tell you, you need a mic stand, of course. Those range from $17 up to $70 that you'd be able to do the podcast. But you are serious. You've been doing a lot of research about this. You got two buddies that runs a podcast already, or you've listened to so many podcasts. You say, I got something I want to say. I want to do this one time. I want to do it right. 
then I'm going to tell you to go ahead and get the Rodecaster Pro. Now, the Rodecaster Pro was not available to me when I started doing this, or this would have been the notion that I, or the way I would have went. Because you should see my wife's face when I come and say, I need to get a new USB pot or USB interface. She's listening to me half crazy. And then when this one came out and I told her that I could do this, this would be the last time I switched, she agreed. The Rodecaster Pro, all the stuff I just told you is going to cost you $599. Now, the MSRP says they should sell it for $899. So Sweetwater is saying that's a $300 savings. My friends, before you bark at that price tag, everything I just named for you will have a cost if you wish to do that down the line. If you need to add more microphones to your podcast, that's going to cost because you got to keep adding boxes to what you currently have or you're going to have to upgrade to something anyway that can accommodate four people. If you want to run four headphones, that's some more money. That's another one or $200 out of your pocket because now you got to buy all of the cabling and the ports that go with that to make that happen. If you want to run a phone call, that in itself is crazy. More cabling, more boxes, just to be able to do that correctly so that your phone call sounds clean. To have monitoring in and out, most of the things come with that. But the USB-C into that, a lot of things do not come with that, and that's going to be your fastest protocol. You're not, and not to mention the USB and the Bluetooth port in that that enables you to have seven people. If you add all the stuff up that you would need, to do all of those things that the Rodecaster Pro does on its own. This is why they said $900, $899, but you're probably looking at more than that. So you're probably looking at a cool, you know, thousand plus. Let's just put a price tag on and say, if you want to run everything the Rodecaster Pro has uh, and you want to do it decently, you're probably doing about two grand. And I'm not really making that up. Go ahead and search it out for yourself, what it would cause to have decent microphones and all of these connections. So if you know that that's the way you're going to go, what you want to do is get yourself that Rodecaster Pro. Again, the reason you want to do this is because it is going to be your one-stop shop. Rode has been upgrading this thing forever. What I mean by that is when I got mine, when, when I first called Max and said, this is what I want and sent it to me, I missed the point to where they wasn't doing multi-track at the time. And what multi-track is, is multi-track will split all of your tracks up. So if I'm talking and then my daughter has a track and then I've got a friend that has a track, it splits that track up so they're individual tracks. So their way I can take her track by itself and add an effect to it without adding an effect to anything else. Well, when they first came out, it only, sat, it only shot in stereo. This is what I mean that Roll listens to their people. People who do podcasting who knows how to post edit said, nope, we need to have a multi-track. We just got a multi-track update, I think a few months ago, and they keep adding features to it. The eight sound banks used to only be two, and customers said, we need more sound banks than that. Then they gave us eight. So they're constantly updating the firmware, which is another reason why you will never have to, never have to buy another interface again. If you do take my word for it and go to Sweetwater, Sweetwater does have a couple of options for you. They have the Sweetwater credit card, but you can go ahead and apply for that if you wish. And then they have certain terms on that that would be lower. I think some of the stuff over there, if you get their credit card, 
It's like, you know, 20 to 30 bucks a month if you want to do that. And they have that available. They also have the, what we call the monthly pay option or the easy payment. You can do six or you can do three. Now, sometimes they do have to qualify you for that. May based on the experience you have with them or if you're new to them or whatever, they may opt to give you the, the maybe the, the highest one first being the three months. But as you build a report, they give you the six. But if you talk to my boy Max, he's going to make sure he can get you whatever you need to get right off the bat. So on the Rollcaster Pro, I'll just give this by itself. If you want to do six easy payments, they're looking at about $99.83 a month, and that's for six months. And then what happens is you get a $15 processing fee on top of that um, because for that one time, and then your payments drop because the $15 won't be there. If you want to do the three easy payments, you can do it in three months for $199.66. I have no shame in telling you this is how I've bought a lot of my equipment from, from, uh, from Sweetwater um, because sometimes I need something this expensive or I need multiple things. So you can do all of that at one shot. You can do the Rodecaster Pro. You can do the, the Shure SM58s right there at Sweetwater. They can wrap all that in together for you in a price deal and give you a, a monthly six or three months. Also, if you don't want to go with the Rodecaster Pro, you want to go more with the Focusrite 2i2, you can also do that. They have a uh, only a three easy payment for that because your purchase has to be $400 minimum to get the six easy pay. But at three easy payments, it's about $53.33 a month if you wanted to go with that one. And then if you decided that you want to go more with that Steinberg, that would be about $6.33 a month for three months. Again, you only get the three-month option for those two because of the fact it has to be a $4 minimum purchase to do the six. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys at today. It's been about an hour. I will come back at some point. We'll talk about what I refer to as DAWs, DAWs, Digital Audio Workstations. There's a lot of them out there. So once we get this digested, I'll come back and talk to you about those and which one I use. I can tell you right now that I do use Logic Pro 10 is the DAW that I use. And a lot of reason for that is because I started with that and I'm more comfortable with that. But we're talking about all of the DAWs that you can use and then you can pick which one you like the best. All right, guys, I hope that this was helpful. You have a little bit of a better understanding of how a podcast works. Look in the show notes for the descriptions and the links where you can pick all these up. I hope you guys do go and give Sweetwater a try because they are very good people over there. And I know they will take care of you. So until next time, guys, peace, love, keep rocking out, and we'll talk to you on the next time.